Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to World Weekly with me, Ben Hall. Today we're talking about the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia and Hillary Clinton's campaign for the White House. Democrats must have been rubbing their hands in glee after the discord of last week's Republican convention in Cleveland, when senior Republicans gave only lukewarm support to Donald Trump's candidacy and after his wife launched proceedings with a partly plagiarised speech. But the Democrats' own jamboree got off to a bad start with the leaking of thousands of emails, some of which suggested the party machine had been working against Bernie Sanders, Mrs Clinton's rival for the nomination. Things got worse when some die-hide Bernie supporters booed any mention of Mrs Clinton's name, laying bare democratic divisions just at the moment when their candidate needs to rally the party for what is likely to be a bruising fight ahead against Donald Trump. Joining me from Philadelphia are Dmitry Sevastopoulou, the FT's Washington bureau chief, and Gideon Rackman, our chief foreign affairs commentator. Dmitry, can I start with you? Were we all naive in thinking that the democratic divisions were behind us? Partly, yes. Bernie Sanders had come out and endorsed Hillary Clinton before the convention, but a lot of his supporters feel that how could he endorse her when he spent months saying that she was the embodiment of corporate greed and the problems in American politics? And I think the tensions were exacerbated, as you mentioned, when these emails were leaked. And it basically made clear that the Democratic Party itself was playing for Hillary Clinton. They didn't think Bernie Sanders had a chance and basically that the dice were loaded against him. So it made it more difficult to rally his supporters. And they did boo Hillary Clinton when her name was mentioned last night, although Sanders came out and told his supporters not to do it. And then during the evening, there were fewer and fewer boos. So that was a sign that they may be moving in the right direction. But we have three days to see whether the party really unifies. What's your hunch? Was this just a signal of their frustration and resentment? Or do you think it's much more deep seated than that? I think it's more deep-seated because his movement or his revolution was built around certain ideas, which Sanders has very strongly said Hillary Clinton is the embodiment of the opposite. He sparked this revolution. He now has to tell his revolutionaries that they need to channel their anger in a different direction. And the way that the Democrats are starting to do that is saying that even if you don't think Hillary Clinton is your perfect candidate, you must support her in order to defeat Donald Trump. Gideon, what's your impression from spending 24 hours in Philadelphia? Is there real deep-seated dislike? I mean, I must admit, I was there, as we all were, at the beginning of the convention, and my thoughts is, my goodness, this could be a disaster, because the noise and the booing when Hillary's name was mentioned was really tumultuous. However, by the end of the evening, and remember, this is just the first of four days, there was a sense that maybe they were beginning to get it under control. I think there were a couple of turning points. The comedian Sarah Silverman came onto stage and I think she said, you're ridiculous, and sort of slapped them back in the face. And given that she was a Bernie supporter, I think that maybe sobered them up a bit. And also Michelle Obama's speech was extremely powerful and focused the convention's anxiety and anger 
towards Donald Trump. Actually, a person she didn't mention by name, but it was a moment that I think made the Democrats feel that they were, again, part of a broader cause. It was still difficult because Bernie Sanders, in his own speech, said Hillary Clinton will take on Wall Street and the big banks. But, you know, for many in his camp, Hillary Clinton's in the pocket of Wall Street. And that indeed was a case that he was making over the course of several months. So there's some skepticism to overcome. And I think the big danger for the Clinton campaign in electoral terms is that although in some ways Sanders and Trump are very different and are ideologically different, they're both anti-establishment votes. And so people who were drawn to Sanders because he was sticking it to the establishment, Hillary Clinton's the embodiment of the establishment, and some of them may be tempted to go towards Trump. You've even heard some Democratic activists, some diehard Bernie fans, say the same thing. How much of the core Democratic vote may shift over to Donald Trump? That is the big question of the election, and clearly Donald Trump is making a play for them. One wouldn't imagine that an elderly socialist from Vermont would normally be somebody who would feel particularly warm to, but he's been tweeting, poor Bernie never stood a chance because of the Democratic machine. There clearly is a battle, and indeed the election may turn on who uh, the anti-establishment vote goes for, whether a lot of the disillusioned people will now all rally to Trump, or whether the kind of leftists who supported Sanders will just find that unacceptable for all the reasons to do with race and with social issues that Trump propels them on. Clearly, Trump will get a fraction of that vote. How big a fraction, that's going to be crucial. Dimitri, Donald Trump is clearly relishing this rather controversial start for the Democrats. How much can he really exploit this? There's kind of two things going on. If you look at the lineup of speakers that we have in Philadelphia this week, we had Michelle Obama last night, Elizabeth Warren, the firebrand Massachusetts senator. We'll have Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, President Barack Obama. The Democratic establishment is firmly united behind Clinton. So there's very little that Trump can do about that. What he's trying to do is sow discord. He's trying to urge some of the Bernie supporters who agree with his platform on trade or his opposition to free trade agreements to come across. I have to say, though, that most of the Bernie supporters that I've talked to over the course of the campaign say that even if they are not going to vote for Mrs. Clinton, that they're unlikely to vote for Trump and that probably what they'll do is sit out the election or go to the ballot box and write a different name in. And I talked to one Bernie supporter last night who said there's no way he's supporting Clinton. He said she may be the lesser of two evils, but she's still evil. But then he said he wouldn't vote for Trump. He said that he would either vote for the Green candidate, Jill Stein, or again, he would write in Bernie Sanders' name on the ballot in November. So I think probably most of the Bernie supporters, the challenge for Clinton is not that they're going to go to Trump, it's that can she get them to come out and vote for her? What do you think she needs to do in her speech on Thursday to really rally those voters, to really instill a sense of excitement and passion about her candidacy? The challenge for her is that she can say things that will play to their message. I mean, Bernie Sanders said on Monday night that the two factions of the party have come together to produce the most progressive party platform in their history in terms of tackling big financial institutions, etc., However, people on the floor, when I asked them last night, what can Hillary Clinton do to win you over? They said very little, because no matter what she says, we don't trust her. And I think this is one of the core issues for Hillary Clinton, not just this week, but over the next few months leading up to November is she's not trusted. So as much as people have reservations about Donald Trump, they don't think that Hillary Clinton is honest. Her own email scandal over the past year where she 
had to face accusations about using a personal private email and private server, was hammered by the Justice Department recently for doing that, have just underscored those concerns. So even if she stands up on Thursday and says, I'm going to do A, B and C, which is exactly what Bernie Sanders would want, many of his followers are just simply not going to believe her. So I think her challenge is for her and particularly her surrogates, her husband and President Barack Obama, who's going to be very important, to try and convince people that she will do the things she says she's going to do and that she's not as dishonest as many of Bernie's supporters and, frankly, a lot of independents also think. Gideon, how how confident do you think the Democrats are of taking the White House this time around? You know, I don't think they're that confident. I mean, I think that they feel that things pan out normally, they should win because Trump is a very divisive candidate. You know, the Republican establishment haven't rallied behind him, etc., On the other hand, if you look at the opinion polls after the Republican convention, Trump has got a bounce and he was ahead by three points in one of the opinion polls that came out afterwards. So the Clinton people will be watching very nervously to see whether she can pull that back this week in Philadelphia. More broadly, there is a feeling that this is a very, very weird year and that therefore normal political calculations just don't apply. You know, I remember being in America at the beginning of the year And people were saying, oh, well, you know, Trump may be ahead in the polls for the Republican nomination, but there's no way he'll win the nomination. That kind of thing just can't happen. Well, it did happen. And actually, it's been interesting as a Brit being here in Philadelphia, the impact the whole Brexit vote has made. Normally, you think that America, a big country, very internally focused, would barely notice what was happening in British politics. But I think people here, particularly Republicans, but also Democrats, think, well, maybe there's some anti-establishment mood abroad which was expressed first of all in the UK and the vote to leave the EU, and that might now be expressed in America by a vote to install Donald Trump as president. And I should also mention this email scandal that we've alluded to is a very remarkable development. The most recent thing, the release of all these emails from the Democratic National Committee, which incidentally is sort of faintly reminiscent of the Watergate scandal in the 72 when people were arrested trying to break into the Democratic headquarters ahead of an election. But it now really does appear likely that that hack of the emails was done by Russian intelligence. And some of the Democrats are very worried that the stuff that's come out so far is just the first elements, maybe not even the worst, and that more stuff will be leaked later in the election, that maybe some of the stuff from Hillary Clinton's own private server is now sitting somewhere in Moscow and can be released in weeks ahead of the vote. So there could be a really damaging trove that could further hurt her during the election. Well, it's sure going to be a thrilling, if brutal, fight in the months ahead. My thanks to Dimitri Sevastopoulou and Gideon Rackman. World Weekly is produced by Hannah Murphy. Until next week, goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.